You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Welcome back to another episode. This episode is where I sit down and talk with a handful of property managers around the Denver metro area. So that way I can pick their brains and see how good or how bad the rental market is with the current COVID pandemic. So this is for June 2020. Now I was able to get three property managers on this episode. The other two, Gray with GK Houses and Emory with Legacy Property Management with the 4th day holiday. Unfortunately, it did not work out where they could come join us on the show. But overall, uh, if you've listened to the past couple episodes, we've had very similar findings to what we did the past couple of months. Uh, it's been very strong RIC collections uh, to date so far. So it's all very good news. All right, before I jump into interviews, uh, Gray did email me over some stats on the questions I asked. He said June 2020 compared to June 2019 remains unchanged. Uh, they collected 98% of total rents. So far in July, they're at 94% rent collected, and that was as of like uh, July 9th. In 2019, that was about 91%. So it's actually up a couple percentage points. And he said that 94% is consistent with what they've been seeing the last couple of months with that you know month-to-day timeframe. So really good news there. All right, again, that was the stats from Gray Hall with GK Houses. And now for the rest of the podcast, I interview Ellie and Devin Reimer with Arrowwood Property Management, then Mark Cunningham with Grace Property Management, and then David Weiss with Rivendell Property Management. So enjoy the show. And as I keep doing this, please let me know what questions you have or what stats you wanna hear from property managers. All right, now I'm talking with Ellie and Devin Reimer at Arrowwood Property Management. Glad to have you guys back on the show. Thanks for having us. All right, so at this point, everyone knows who you guys are since you've been on a few episodes. So let's just jump into it. How was, what, we're in July, how was June? June wasn't too bad. We closed out with the same uh, number of payment arrangements and payment plans. Uh, June 15th, we were able to post with a 30-day through the courts. So we had about four or five go over and we're still waiting for that 30 days to expire so we can move forward. So so you said uh, you were about the same numbers as last month in May? Yeah. Because you guys were in like the low or mid 90s for rent collection? Yeah, we're low. I mean, it is honestly, we I can honestly tell you, I'm going to knock off wood when I say this statement. We have not seen a huge financial impact due to COVID. Um, it's the same percentage of tenants that are just manipulating and hiding behind COVID that they did pre-COVID. So we didn't see a drastic drop of people not paying the rent. Um, I would tell you July is probably, uh, I would almost say, I'm going to knock on wood, it's pretty much almost back to normal. Besides our people that have been posted in June, um, we just really, I sent over three today. That was it. And so let's talk about that because I know, you know, Governor Polis, you know, had put some of those extensions in place and I don't know the details or the deadlines. So give us a quick recap because that, you guys live in that world. Yeah. So the recap of him currently today is they're on a 30 day post and that expires July 15th and we still cannot charge late fees. Um, and so you could post your clients June 15th to July 15th and then it's going to expire and then the new update will come out after that. What is our next event per se? You can post people, but it's literally 30 days for them to come up with the rent. And I just did talk to my legal team today, and 
they uh, feel pretty strong that they can take go to court and get people out. So, have you gotten any sense like how how are the court systems operating and how backlogged are they? Uh, pretty much what I've been hearing from other property management um, and you know, like all of us, it's pretty much the same as it was pre COVID, honestly. Because even before COVID, you know, the court system it's a, it's a long battle to get somebody out. Um, even if you get possession once you're out of courts, then you wait for the sheriff. Um, sheriff departments are backed up. Spring, I mean, I can't, they canceled one of my court evictions and I had to repost. So I literally was at eviction status pre COVID and now I had to repost them. So that was kind of frustrating because um, it's double court fees and I have to wait back in line. But I'm kind of hearing that the courts are still right around the same. Okay. So honestly, I tell all my clients, I've said this 15 times today. Uh, negotiate, give cash for keys, get them out. The courts are not the way to go right now, honestly. So the plan is cash for keys or just get them on some, some payment plan and get them up to speed? Payment yep. plans are mostly working. Uh, the thing is, is how long and how much back rent is going to be accrued through this time, you know? Because some yeah. people are just finishing paying their rent from three months ago yeah. on their payment plan. So... So our thing is, is we'll honestly, it. it's owner driven. So if I have an owner that's calling me in just saying we're done, Ellie, then I'll call the tenant and just be like, hey, let's, you know, let's be real honest with each other. You haven't paid rent. You're paying these payments that are you ever going to make this payment up? Are you ever going to get caught up? And most people are pretty civil. And we've had two in the last 30 days that just moved out um, and the property was spotless and I let them go. And these and those are people that were behind behind on rent and they just ended up moving out. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And so what percentage, I know you said, you know, there's, you know, a lot higher people on payment plans, but most people are still getting, you know, paid up on rent by the end of the month. What percentage of people roughly are, are in payment plans, but are not caught up, you know, with June, would you say? So in June, I'd say like 10 clients, maybe 10. Okay. So that's a pretty low percentage. It is a pretty low. I mean, seriously, like when we run our numbers and we talk about it all the time, I, every sales call I take, it's all about COVID. It's not even about what their house is valued at. Every investor is so concerned about COVID right now. Um, and honestly, even on the leasing side, we haven't been impacted that severely. Like, I'm like, oh my God, COVID, you know, um, people are paying the rent. I am a little concerned if unemployment stimulus checks change the end of July, because I guess that's still up in the air, because uh, there is still a ton of people unemployed. Yeah. And uh, we have those tenants and those tenants... I wouldn't per se call them a payment plan. I know I'm getting paid on the 10th and the 20th because that's when their unemployment checks come in. So um, I'm a little concerned if that changes the end of July because a lot of these guys, their servers, bartenders, they're still unemployed. Okay, so the next kind of thing to keep your eyes on and concerned about is just what happens if the extra $600 a week in unemployment runs out. Yeah. Okay. And you guys haven't heard anything from the... Uh, your politicians or your representatives, they haven't given you a, give me a text message update. I'll give you an update in the minute I know. Yeah. When NPR lets us know, I'll let you. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the same loop as I am, huh? Yes. Um, cool. So what are some other trends you're seeing here? So, I mean, overall, it sounds like payments are going well. Leasing, is that still hot? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Summer, summer leasing. It feels it's fast. Yeah. It's pretty fast. We have a, you know, I would honestly say we were supposed to have 27 move out in July. I only have five. So I, what we are seeing at Arrowwoods, our tenants are staying. Also, the big thing I'm seeing is I do a 60-day notice. Uh, they give me notice. They go out and look in the market. They feel the market. They see what the market's doing, and they come back. 
And they're like, okay, I'll take your slight increase because, you know, tenants, when you do the simple math, coming up with another security deposit, all the moving expense, Excel, all these transfer fees, and you're already financially hurting, why would you move? Yeah. And for an extra, you know, what, 10, 15 bucks a month in rent, it makes sense, right? And we are staying very consistent on still raising the prices. Um, every tenant's like, you know, COVID's happening. I'm like, you know, my owner's expenses still went up. So we're still increasing every rent between like 15 and $25 a door, no matter what. I never let anybody um, renew on no rate increase ever. What about the um, like Section 8 rent bumps? Is that, are those happening right now? Or are those on hold? Oh, Section 8 who? Nobody answers the phones at Section 8 anymore. So Section 8 is, God, I love them. Um, I think that some <laughs> of them are still working from home, kind of. Um, I, I don't know. I think they've got like three agents in and three agents out at a time. So it's really hard to communicate and the tenants are frustrated. Um, I have an application right now pending through Aurora Housing and it's the longest process I've ever seen because in COVID they were fast. So I don't know what's happening. Um, but we haven't seen many bumps. No, I think some of those rentals I have maxed at the max rate of, uh, of uh, Section 8. So they're not going to adjust anymore for me. Okay. But from a, a high level, like they're still section eight, still paying, still paying rent. Oh yeah. And you're still able to get tenants leased up, you know, uh, into new properties for section eight tenants. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So no, nothing major yeah. there. Just the minute you put sec eight on a property, it's gone. It, and that okay. is truly, yeah. yeah. So we're, yeah. The showings are quadrupled when you put section eight on it. Really? So is that, I'm curious, has that demand stayed the same or has it gone up? I think it's increased. I think it, yeah. Definitely increase a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would okay. definitely say it's increased. For like, our portfolio, or maybe that's just what, you know, where our vacancies <laughs> are right now. Yeah, maybe that's just our portfolio, but. <laughs> but yeah, more than before. Yeah, I would definitely, because we have a, um, a property that just closed today, actually. And we did a coming soon on it. And we have nine people coming to it tomorrow night. And that was for one of our clients and one of the Aurora counters. Okay. So you already had nine people. We have nine come people come into that. And he, my showing department was telling me, the showing agent that runs our department, he was saying that people were like, no, we want to come at 10. And he's like, no, we're going to start it at four. And with COVID, we run them every 15 minutes. So he's there for like two and a half hours tomorrow night, honestly. And so you'll probably get that. We probably haven't run it. Yeah. Okay. And I'll probably go section eight, right? Yes. Yep. Cool. All right. So what about, I mean, you guys answered my main questions there, just the market, the rents, the leasing. What are there, what's other stuff are you seeing in your, in your trenches over there? Uh, we're seeing, um, let's see, June, we kind of laugh about it. Everybody thought COVID was over and now July, everybody's halting back in, everybody's scared. Um, I think the biggest twist, uh, at Arrowhead right now is showing our turns. So if a current tenant's in there and we don't have like a video and we don't have updated photos, they don't even want to let us in. Okay. And they don't want no showings. So mm -hmm. we're adjusting a little bit on that. Um, we're trying to figure out our new marketing tactic on that piece. Um, we definitely have it in place and we'll launch it soon. <laughs> Once again, it comes down to communication and relationships with our tenants. Our tenants are videotaping the properties for us right now. Um, and they're taking photos for us so we can get it remarketed. And I will tell you, most of my turns don't rent until the day the tenant moves out. Okay. So it's almost a kind of a... A tricky game right now, honestly, because if you set on the market for 60 days, then it becomes a stale showing. So I actually talked to our, we're talking to our owners right now saying, Hey, listen, with COVID, 
the tenant is moving out, we're not going to start marketing it yet until right before they move out. We'll do a coming soon, make it a hot listing, and then pump it because. Oh, so. Yeah. Rentals will go stale too. Oh, yeah, because oh, when okay. they pull up the address on Zillow, they'll see, oh, it's been listed for 62 days. So immediately the prospect's what's like, what's wrong with it? With it? Yeah. yeah. So it's the same thing with, you know, because we have that same issue with in buying real estate. So, okay, same thing. Yeah. Yep. So it's been kind of frustrating on the turn side more than anything because, um, you know, if we bring in a new property, owners, even if they're in there, they want us in there, they'll videotape it, they'll let us do all our things, but tenants, Tenants are pretty scared right now. It's it's crazy because June, everybody wanted everything fixed right now. Life is normal. Get in here. Don't wear a mask. We still came in with masks. And now July is, it's kind of feels like March, April again. Yep. People are yep. hovering down and a little worried. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And again, this was Ellie and Devin with Airwood Property Management. I'll put your website and contact details in there. If you guys have questions or you help leasing, definitely reach out to them. Awesome. Thank you thank again. You. Have a good day, guys. All right. Now I'm talking with Mark Cunningham with Grace Real Estate and Property Management. Mark, glad to have you back. Thank you. Glad to be here, Chris. So let's jump into it. Uh, how did June pan out for you and your portfolio? On the rental side of things, it was good. It was uh, it was still pretty strong. I think last time you and I spoke, one thing we talked about was we had a lot of vacancies in the downtown Denver market, like the condo yes. townhome market. And those things were just kind of sitting there. Uh, we did see just in the last couple of weeks, we saw a lot of movement on those, a lot of activities. Uh, and, and most of them did get rented. So that's a very good sign. Uh, but from everything that we're seeing in the market on that segment, it's continuing to slow. Rental rates are slowly ticking downward in that segment of the market. Suburbs are doing fine. Um, but that downtown segment, especially multifamily, condo, townhome type stuff, is continuing to slow. So big perspective, what we see is you can't say like you used to, oh, it's a hot market. Right? Colorado's a hot market, meaning every segment of the market is hot. Well, that's just not the case anymore. The suburbs are still hot. Single family rentals are still hot. But the segment of the market, and this is what we always see, the first segment of the market to take a hit when bad news is coming is that condo high-end market. And that is taking a little bit of a, of a hit right now. We'll see if that continues on, but that is definitely slowing. Okay. And as far as like, I know in, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I remember your rent collections for you know April, May that we talked about you were well above 90% and pretty much very close to what you were previous years. Are you? Did you see similar numbers in June as well? Yeah, we have. So June's been very strong with rental rates coming in. We've been very pleased with that. Um, July still, you know, we're, we're on July 9th right now. So uh, it's still a little bit early to get a good feel for what July is going to look like. Uh, but overall, every month into the whole situation that we're in right now, we've been very pleased with the amount of rent collection, we've been well over 95% by the end of the month uh, with just a few stragglers. Uh, but overall, yeah, things are things are very strong that way. Good. Really glad to hear that. Now, I know from talking with another property manager earlier this week that it sounded like, I think, back in June 15th or June 20th, the eviction moratorium got lifted. Um, how Are you posting people on evictions? Like, What are you seeing on that side of things? Oh, that's a very messy, sticky situation. So, uh, yeah, the, if we were, if we go back last month, the governor of Colorado, Governor Polis, what he did is he lifted the eviction moratorium, but he said, he said, however, 
if your tenant hasn't paid rent, rather than posting the state-required 10-day demand notice, instead of that, I'm going to require you to post a 30-day demand notice. So your tenant okay. has, thir- so you can post a notice, yes, but you got to sit on it for 30 days a month. Your tenant has 30 days to pay. So that 30-day ex- moratorium, or it becomes a, it's not really a moratorium, but a 30-day extension that expires next week, uh, mid part of July. Now it, it remains to be seen if the governor will extend that again, because the last couple of t- times he's done this, he's waited until the 12th hour, right at the end, and hey, we're set to expire and everything's ready to go, and then boom. <laughs> drops it on us for another extension. So it, it's very likely that he could extend that for another month, meaning that yeah, you can't, it basically just kicks the process out another month uh, from that side of things. So we'll see if that comes through. But if not, then yes, that as of next week, for folks that have not paid rent, landlords can now serve a 10-day demand notice to at least get the clock ticking on uh, those rents coming in. Now, now, the reality of that is, is the court system is going to have a lot of stuff going on. Some courts uh, aren't taking cases. Some courts are taking limited cases. So it's going to be not weeks to get stuff done. It's going to be months uh, for those folks that are truly non-payers uh, to get them through the court system. And the the other wrinkle in the system since the last time you and I spoke uh, is HUD has come out. So HUD came out and HUD said this. They want to add another category to the CARES Act and just to make it more convoluted. They said, if your property has an FHA-backed mortgage, okay, so if you've got a rental property and the mortgage is FHA-backed, then you may not serve a notice, you may not charge a late fee, you may not initiate any eviction process until September 1st. I have not heard that. So that's a big deal. So if you're a landlord and you've got a rental property and it's FHA, you've got a tenant in there not paying, you're, you're sitting on your hands until the 1st of September. Wow. And this is, uh, you know, I, as you know, I've always been a big proponent of property managers. And I think with all this stuff going on, another reason to use property managers because that stuff is really fluid right now. And you're probably, you know, you're up to date on the rules and the laws and stuff. So what, um, in terms of the evictions that you have posted, are you posting them or are you advising your clients more to, hey, let's just work out a deal with the client to either like get them paid up on rent or just do like a cash for key situation, like in there, you know, there's the the rules, but then there's reality. What are you advising in reality? That's right. You got to be very practical in this situation because the practical side of it is you almost can't evict somebody right now, even if everything is on your side, just from the the time process and everything. So yes, we are recommending that you stay stay out of being in front of the judge as much as possible. If there's any way around that, if you need to pay your tenant money to get them out. As, as hard as that might be to stomach, that's what you have to do because you got to keep the big picture in mind. What's the goal uh, for that? So, we're, you know, we're very fortunate. We manage, we manage a thousand doors. I think we've got two. We have two tenants right now that are kind of in that, you know what? I'm not paying and I'm not moving and I'm not talking to you. Come get me. You know, they're being very combative that way. So that, that, that's a pretty good percentage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for, but for those two, you know, I mean, I feel bad for our owner clients What do you? because you know, we're just, we're, we're delaying that. Uh, but other than that, yes, we're trying to be as workable as possible. We're going to folks. We're making payment arrangements like we've never made in, in 40 years <laughs> because we realized, given the current situation, we want to be flexible. We want to work with tenants. And most landlords I'm talking to are doing the same thing. They're being very practical, very realistic, and waiving late fees, making payment arrangements because nobody wants to lose – no landlord wants to lose a good tenant over this. Yep. So is leasing still hot? Has that slowed down for you guys? What are you seeing in the leasing market right now? 
Uh, we just had our meeting yesterday, our weekly leasing meeting, and our director of leasing was, she said, gosh, given the fact that this is kind of the data we're providing right now is over the 4th of July holiday weekend, this has been a really strong week thus far. So even with 4th of July uh, holiday, the leasing market was still strong, but it was segmented, as I said earlier. So we're, see- we're still seeing sm- low demand on those downtown properties. People want to get into the suburbs. People want single families right now just because of the this COVID stuff going on. So that segment of the market still very strong. Great. Well, what other any things you want to share before we wrap up, Mark? If I'm talking to investor clients, uh, as we do sometimes, and they're saying, you know, what do I do? Do I get in the market? Do I not? Like, it's hard to know. You know. Our thoughts on that are now is not a good time to go into the downtown, downtown market. That's probably going to be slow for a period of time. And we're seeing that nationally as well. If you look into other big cities nationally, um, you know, California, their rents are down in, in San Francisco and some of the Silicon Valley areas. They're down like 20%. They're taking yeah. a big hit because of work at home and all that stuff. So that would scare me a little bit as an investor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that market right now. Let's see how that shakes out. But the suburban market, especially single family homes, if you're a buyer, if you're an investor, between the fact that interest rates are at a at a literal all time low, you can go in and lock these things in, and you have demand, people wanting to rent properties like that. I think it's a those those signs are very positive. As long the only potential negative clouds we have on the horizon is the legislative stuff. If, if these things continue to just get pounded down homeowners' throats, that's going to really discourage small-time investors from wanting to step into this market. That's that's our big fear. Great. Well, Mark, I appreciate it. Appreciate the updates. And of course, if I'm out there wants to get in touch with you, I'll put your website and your contact details in the show notes or go to it's rentgrace.com, right? Yes, sir. Rentgrace.com. Great. Awesome, Mark. Thanks a lot. Take care, Chris. All right, now I'm talking with David Weiss at Rivendell Real Estate and Property Management. David, how's it going? It's going great, Chris. How are you? Doing fantastic. So let's jump into it. Everyone's question is, how did June 2020 stack up to June 2019? For us, it was more of the same. Uh, I guess no news is good news. We, uh, we had about a delinquency rate of about 5% in June. Uh, last year, we were at 4%. So Really no change year over year. As usual as it, as it sounds, uh, we continue to see people paying rent on time and uh, as like normal. Good. Well, that's great news. And how is July looking so far? Um, July, so far, we're, uh, we're about 70% rent collected, which, which uh, for us, the way that our accounting works and the way that we reconcile deposits, that's about, that's about where we normally are this time of the month. Okay, and we're recording this on July 9th. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're pretty much on track to where you expect to be. Yeah, I think we'll be right in that in that 90, 95 to 98% rent collection by the end of the month. Fantastic. Now, I know from talking with a few other property managers that, you know, Governor Polis, you know, did let the eviction moratorium, I guess, kind of expire on June 15th. But with a 30-day posting now, how many people are you posting like percent-wise? And then what are you recommending your clients? How do you handle people that need to be evicted? So, so we, are, we are not posting currently uh, mainly because um, according to what our attorneys are saying is that the 30-day the uh, 
notice is going to be lifted in July. I think July uh, 13th, I believe, is the date. Um, the other thing that is kind of a, uh, an issue right now is we have, like we talked about last month, we have a lot of properties that are subsidized housing. And mm-hmm. those fall under the CARES Act, uh, which means you can't post at all. And um, I think at the 120-day, uh, uh, I think the CARES Act expires um, in July also, I believe, uh, July 25th. So we, we're just doing our best with the properties um, that we need, where we need to collect rent. We're just doing our best to work with those tenants uh, to try to you know, find solutions that work for everybody, payment plans, um, things of that nature. And then, and then our plan is uh, once once we can move forward with evictions again, uh, a little bit later this month, we're gonna we're gonna take a hard look at at our our accounts that are are significantly delinquent and and start and start the process on those. And you know, from the practical standpoint of getting people posted and then through the court system, whenever that backlog gets up. Do you have a feeling it can go more towards, hey, posting or more towards, you know, like a, a pragmatic, hey, let's work with the tenants, cash for keys? Or where's that fine balance of like, what do you think you'll actually do? We always will turn towards pragmat- pragmatic solutions first, whether it's cash for keys, um, you know, working on payment plans, uh, mutual rescissions of leases with less penalties. Those are always better options. That being said, if, if, if a tenant is not willing to cooperate, if they're not responsive, then, then at some point you only have one option is that that's to go through the eviction process. And a lot of times posting a demand for rent or possession, you know, that, that, that's enough. They, they know you're, you're serious at that point And a lot of times you can convince them to move out. So, even after the demand is posted, we still continue to negotiate, try to try to work something out with the tenant uh, right up until the eleventh hour when the when the sheriff is at their door. And circling back to what you said a few minutes ago about um, handling evictions with subsidized housing, yeah. so I'd like to kind of like explore more about that because you know from a very simplistic standpoint, a lot of the way subsidized housing works is you know the government pays you know eighty ninety or greater percent of that tenant's rent. So are you, is this a different type of program or are you evicting people who aren't paying their portion of the rent? So it, it depends. Um, I, was, I was actually just talking to my business partner today about this. A lot of times, you know, we will delay an eviction because, because maybe we're getting 90% of the rent and maybe, maybe the, the property owner Maybe that's good enough. You know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to continue try to try to collect the rent that is owed, but from a financial standpoint, it doesn't make sense uh, to evict that tenant. You know, depending on how many months are left on their lease, um, how much money they owe, uh, what the market's like. So a lot of times, you know, we will just kind of continue um, indefinitely to collect the, the the tenant portion, whatever's not being paid, but still still collect the money from housing. So it really depends. It's a case by case basis, um, you know, and what makes the most sense uh, on each individual case. Okay. And for, you know, I know there's all different types of various programs there with the government. Are the majority of programs that you lease with, you know, if the tenant loses his or her job, is the government picking up a hundred percent of the rent then, or how does that work in the current environment? 
Yeah. So in theory, yes. Um, but but the, the responsibility falls on the tenant. And a lot of times that doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. So in theory, when a tenant loses a job, they need to uh, contact their housing representative, explain that they've lost the job, and then the housing representative would then be able to make an adjustment to the portion of rent that they're responsible for. Um, unfortunately, oftentimes what we see is that the tenant will lose a job, not contact their housing representative. Housing will keep paying the same amount of rent every month, and then the tenant just doesn't pay their portion. Oh, okay. And I've also heard, I mean, just from other you know investors and property managers, I've heard, you know, just some you know, general gripings now since, you know, a lot of Section 8 or, you know, uh, employees, the housing authority employees are working from home. I know that's really like slowed down communication, slowed down the process and just, you know, backlogged everything even more. Is that the same stuff you're seeing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been real challenging, especially with new leases, uh, because housing housing is is good once the ball's rolling. But, but uh, getting the paperwork processed after you move in a tenant and getting that first payment can take up to 60 days. Um, and and with, with COVID and working remotely and all the things you mentioned, uh, it's, it's taking all of that 60 days, if not more in some cases. Okay. And what are you seeing? I know last time we talked, leasing was hot. What's leasing like now? I'm still, still hot. I, I had a listing uh, go live just a couple of days ago in Denver. It was a four bedroom, two bath house kind of, um, near Sixth Avenue, and I, I think we had 25 showings scheduled in the first in the first 12 hours that it was live. So it's depending on the neighborhood, the price point, uh, leasing still seems to be very strong. You don't want me to ask, what was the price point on that house? Uh, we were at 2,400, and it okay. was um, it's 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 a little it's a it's a uh, kind of a, a Denver bungalow. It's got a basement. It's a little funky, but um, not a big house, but four bedrooms, two baths. So a couple bedrooms crammed in the basement type thing? Exactly. You know, like stick an egress in wherever you can just to call it a bedroom. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you might be able to get a, a twin mattress in there and an, an end table, and that's about it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Cool. Um, what other trends or notable items do you want to discuss? Um, well, in, uh, it seems to me with this whole COVID thing and the economy, unemployment being at 15% nationwide, 10% in, in Colorado, which is obviously better, cancellation of every major event you can think of kind of across across the nation and, and restaurants and bars and everything that's going on. I just, I just kind of keep waiting for, for real estate to be affected. And at least on, in our, our bubble, it, it hasn't seemed to happen yet, but you have to think that the economic indicators would suggest that it's, it's got to happen, right? Something, something's changing, something's going to happen. And I just, my question is, is when and, and what and, and how severe? So I know that's not really a, an opinion, but that's, that's certainly what I think is on everybody's mind. You get any uh, insight or, you know, just uh, industry chatter? Because I think it's the end of July or end of August that extra $600 a month unemployment benefit runs out. And I imagine for a lot of people, that's been helping them pay their rents. You sure. got any concerns or insight into that? 
Um, well, I, I think that's certainly one of the factors that's de- maybe delaying the inevitable is, is the stimulus money that people are getting, the unemployment that people are getting, the, 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 the paycheck protection plan loans, uh, the disaster relief, all these things that have been implemented to try to, um, you know, correct the, the economy for shutting down. I think eventually when that stuff runs out, that there's going to be some consequences. And, and I think that's definitely what's delaying uh, the, the inevitable. Okay. Uh, any uh, advice you want to give out to, you know, investors out there, whether they manage, you know, have a property manager, self-manage, like what are you advising your clients and just general advice right now from what you're seeing? I, I, I mean, I think for me personally, and what I'm advising to our clients is that, is that if, if you've got a if you've got a slam dunk deal, you know, go for it. I think I think now's as good a time as any if it's if the deal really makes sense on paper. But if you're I, I would not be aggressively searching for deals and I would not be stretching on anything right now. I think if you've got money to invest, I think patience is your best friend, your best friend right now. I think we are on the cusp of seeing some changes and it's hard to determine what those changes are going to uh are going to what opportunities those changes will create. Um, but I, I think uh, rather than invest foolishly, waiting is a very, is a very good strategy at the moment. Great. All right, David. Well, I appreciate it. And I'll put uh, your contact details on the show notes. If people want to reach out to you, they can reach out to you and talk leasing. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate the time. You bet, David. David.